You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This episode of Travel Tales is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at AudiblePodcast.com forward slash Travel Tales. T-R-A-V-E-L-T-A-I-L-S. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. You're planning a vacation, an escape from the day-to-day routine of everyday life. You're looking forward to getting pampered in some sunbathed tropical island getaway, surrounded by cool, balmy breezes with the soothing, relaxing sounds of calypso music playing distantly in the warm island air. Doesn't it sound wonderful? Well, don't leave your pets at home. They want to go too. Welcome to Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslosky. Hi, this is Susan Sims. And I am Nicholas Veslosky. We are your hosts for Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. And as editor and publisher of Fido Friendly Magazine, we know travel. We sure do, and we can't wait to share our years of dog travel experience with you during our podcast each week. You know, I have to be honest, every single time that I say we know travel, it's really hard to say that. I mean, how do you say it? We know travel. We know travel. We Do we know travel? No, no this is how you say it. And we know travel. Okay, I like that. We'll have you do that from now on. Okay. Well, on today's show, we will be talking about great ways to beat the summertime heat with Fido. Yeah, and you know, did you see we have this great press release? Fido Friendly has been getting a lot of input on our top 10 Fido Friendly beaches in the nation. Yeah, I've been seeing that. We get a lot of great feedback. I think the July-August issue really kind of sets the tone for getting out there with your dog and things to do. So one of the top ones on the list is definitely to uh, to find that beach that you can go and just let your dog be as free as they can be and, you know, make sure you pick up after your dog. But that is probably one of the, the uh, key points of summer is freedom. Yeah, freedom. And nothing says freedom like Fido off-leash. And our number one dog beach that we designated is in Huntington Beach, California. And it's actually called Huntington Beach Dog Beach. Well, do you think we named it number one because we're from there? Well, actually, no, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It actually was voted on. And one of the reasons I think it, it was so popular, or it is so popular, is because it's a big stretch of beach, and they do such a wonderful job. It's it's probably the cleanest stretch of beach along that coast because people that take their dogs there are really conscientious. They do pick up after their dog, and they're just really courteous canines that frequent that stretch. And then Huntington Beach itself, I mean, that's known as Surf City, and there's so much to do with your dog. There's a lot of really Fido-friendly welcoming shops and restaurants, uh, and it's just a beautiful place. Yeah, they also have a lot of uh, things going on just by that pier. They have sometimes capoeira or the uh, the martial arts dancing and uh, different uh, like drum circles or jugglers. I think the uh, skateboard bulldog was it Tillman? I think that's the is that the uh, the bulldog? Do you remember the the skateboarding bulldog? Well, I should. I know, do. I do. Yeah. I think that's where he got his uh, start. Was actually right there on the Heinz Pier. So you know, Surf City skateboard dog. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, you guys, you and your brother used to go surfing there, didn't you? Oh, yeah. It was kind of fun navigating through the dogs. I mean, when we come out, you know, you, you ride the waves and the, the Heinzen's break is really far out. And then every once in a while, you get one that pushes you all the way in. And when you get close to shore, then you're kind of going in between dogs and they kind of look at you going like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> they want the surfboard right with you. But yeah, no, yeah. that was, was always a good spot for us to go. Yeah, I, I found memories driving you and your brother there and, and uh, waiting on the beach while you guys were out there trying to navigate the waves. And, and every fourth wave, maybe you would stand up. And it was a lot hey, of fun. We, that. we can say stand up on every wave. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the memory's a funny thing, isn't it? I agree. It's kind of like what you, uh, what you wish to recall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what are you doing with Tasha out in Washington when the weather uh, begs for a cool body of water to go swimming in? Well, believe it or not, Washington actually, um, I think they're the number one uh, boat per capita as far as this in the states in the country. There's so much water here as far as lakes and water that it's not hard to find a beach. So she's living it up in the in the water. In fact, there's a few places that we hike to and she gets completely focused. It's just whatever she can fetch in and out of the water, that's her game for the entire summer. So we find plenty of places for her to cool down and, and jump in. Water's way too cold for me, but just just right for a free lab. Yeah, you're you're kind of lucky. We are too. We're off the Snake River, and where we're at, it's not really a fast-flowing river. So our neighbor has a dock. We're going to do some dock diving this summer with Junior. So we'll be throwing those things out and letting him swim and retrieve the thing that he's born and bred to do. Is he an automatic swimmer? He is an automatic swimmer. So he took to the water right away because we were talking in the last show about how some dogs just can't do it. So he's born to be a swimmer. So has he ever dock dived before? No, he hasn't. That's going to be really interesting. And he's at the age now where when he was a puppy, either really he wasn't afraid to do anything. And he's at the age now when if he sees a bag that wasn't there yesterday, he goes into Cujo mode and starts barking and letting that bag know who's in charge. So it'll be interesting this summer to see how he does. But I don't anticipate any, any fear from him. I think he'll, he'll take right to it. Yeah, he's a love. Yeah, he is. Well, hey, listen, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be talking about how to keep Fido cool this summer. So sit and stay. We'll be right back with more Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. Attention, passengers. Please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Travel Tales will be zooming back with more great travel tips right after this. Hey, boy, how you doing? What am I doing? I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your life book page. We'll see what comments we get. And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. No, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial life book. No, not for Grandma, but we can make one for Fluffy, remember her? And we can even put links to our favorite pet charity, and friends can make donations. People can create their own life book for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com or they can sign up on the Pet Life Radio homepage. Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here. <coughs> Create your own life book for your pet. PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com 
coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Attention passengers, we are now approaching our final destination. The weather is sunny and warm. Ocean temperature is a balmy 80 degrees for those of you wishing to doggy paddle. Please exit to the front and see our activities directors, Susan and Nicholas, on your way out. Have a pleasant stay. Welcome back to Pet Life Radio. This is Nicholas Bezlowski along with Susan Sims, your host for Travel Tales. Before the break, we were talking about the list from Fido Friendly Magazine. I got it right this time. <laughs> I came out with our top 10 Fido Friendly beaches in the country. My goodness, this is what happens. See, this is what we were talking about during the break is what happens when you change your diet from having a salad in the morning to Twizzlers. There's something wrong with the brain when it goes off from that health food to Twizzlers. I think I, I got to readjust. Yeah, I think the Twizzlers are not on the, the food chain. Yeah, well, they're so good, though. <laughs> Honestly, really, seriously, I didn't know you were a Twizzler guy. Are you concerned? You're not concerned. <laughs> I'm overly concerned. I think I'm going to go have a shot of wheatgrass and get it out of my system <laughs> later on today. I'll be okay. I'll okay. be okay. Okay, well, let's talk about the phytofriendly beaches that we have. Go. You go. You start. It's your turn. Yeah, we already talked about Huntington Beach. That that came in as number one, as the number one phytofriendly beach. And I'll tell you what, being a native Southern Californian, like you are, uh, being out here in Idaho, I do miss the beaches. I, I don't miss the traffic, but I miss the beaches. So when we've traveled lately, we were able to go to Carmel, which is so Awesome. That made the list. And the reason that's beautiful is they have a beautiful, pristine stretch of beach anyway, but they have the designated off-leash area that we were able to take Junior. And he just had the best time because all the dogs are happy to play with other dogs and they're just running and, and being crazy. Doesn't that beach feel like heaven? I mean, you've got the you've got the white sand. You've got the crystal clear blue waters. I mean, it's freezing, but it's beautiful. And then they have this huge hill. Right when you come into Carmel, it's kind of sitting on a little bit of a slope. You don't notice it much until you get right towards the beach. And then there's a huge sand hill that um, is, I mean, that's a workout in itself just going you know, up and down. And that was one of the fun things I had was actually racing Tasha up there you know, and trying to, to actually think that I was faster than a dog. But that, <laughs> didn't, that didn't work out so well. Yeah, if but you that, had Twizzlers that morning, you probably would have been faster. Oh, that's my energy power food right there but that i think it's one of the just everybody's relaxed i think it's it's almost like the more rules that you put on a place sometimes is the less well of course the less freedom but it's it's almost like the uh the reverse effect you think that rules and laws and things help you but sometimes they just they create a lot of what do you call that not animosity but just i mean people are trying to conform to these laws when you just really want to just be free. And so when we see that in our dog's faces on these beaches, I think that kind of brings us back to our own homeostasis. Yeah, I, you sound like a child of the 60s right now, but that's me. Yeah, well, I think you rubbed off on me. 
I, I, I suppose. For those who don't know, Nicholas, uh, Nicholas is my son. So we have our banter. We're actually talking about a 32-year-old son and his <coughs> older mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how I don't mind saying what your age is, but my age is it becomes foggy. Yeah, well, you know what? You're you still sound like you're 15. So yeah. it's it works. It's wonderful, and it yeah, keeps mentally, me. Young. Yeah, mentally, I'm 17. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Well, anyway, I figured this out. If you can't make it to the beach or lake or river, there are other ways of helping Fido cool his jets this summer. And we have a guest on the line, Ray Palmer. He has come up with a fabulous solution for those pet parents who cannot make it to the beach. Hey, Ray, how are you? Welcome to the show. Good. How are you doing and your family? We're doing great. We're a little crazy today, and I blame that on Nicholas and his Twizzler addiction. What what flavor Twizzlers is that now? Oh, it's the uh, it's the classic. It's the strawberry. So it's oh, yeah. the one those that you can't. Good. Yeah, this <laughs> one you can't say no to. I, I like those myself. See, I'm glad Ray shares in my addiction. It's like you know, it's a company. Supposedly, <laughs> aren't they fat free anyway? They are. You know what? And they're they, they also are actually. I think they are actually fat free. So yeah, and they help your metabolism. I think they help young people grow too. I think you guys are crazy. <laughs> I think we just share this the common interest. <laughs> you guys bonded. All right. All right. Well, Ray, tell us about your, your company, One Dog, One Bone. How did you get this started? And what makes it kind of different from having a normal kitty waiting pool uh, that a lot of other pet parents are using? Well, we first started out uh, about 2003 looking at pet products and changing One Dog, One Bone from a just a t-shirted logo company for people to a a merchandise brand for dogs, and we started out with meats and treats, just like any other company, and just the typical stuff, and uh, we needed to come up with something that was different and unique to, to put the brand out there, so we came up with the uh, bone pool and the paw pool, and not only do we want to make, you know, different products unique, you know, we want to make good quality products made right here in the United States. And that's what we've come up with. We've, we've come up with a niche pool for the market because there's nothing really available that lasts. Uh, most of the pools out there, uh, the little blue kitty pools, as they're called, that you can buy at every big box, uh, they'll last the summer if you're lucky. Some dogs, 15 seconds. Um, so we wanted to make a good product that would last, and we stand behind it for two years against uh, canine and UV damage that impedes the pool's ability to hold water. And once you get past the cuteness of the shapes and everything, you, you realize there is a certain utility in these pools, and they are durable and strong. And then there's the safety aspect of them, too. Uh, since I've been in this business, a lot of people have come to me with horror stories of dogs being injured by little blue pools. Probably wondering, well, how did that happen? Well, they eat them, and the shards of plastics get into their intestines, and they cause very expensive surgeries. There's only like a 25% chance of survival of these surgeries. And uh, more and more people have been uh, coming to me with these stories. And it, it, it dawned on me that, hey, there's a safety factor in these pools, too, is, you know, yeah, you want to, you don't want to spend a lot of money on a bone pool, but yet how much do you want to spend on unnecessary surgery that could possibly cost the life of your pet? I mean, I'm sure I'm like everybody else. My dog is like my daughter. I mean, that's my little girl, and I would hate to do anything to harm her. And um, 
So once you get past the the expense of them and you realize that there's a safety factor, I, I think that, you know, that's something that's really going to start catching on with these pools. I think so, too. And, you know, I happen to have your product in the backyard. And, and first, let me say, I found out, I take Junior to Camp Bow Wow when we go to town, which is Boise, and he plays three and four hours at a time. And, and now that it's summer, Camp Bow Wow has a really beautiful yard area. It's all sandy like a beach, and they always put the pools out. Well, this year, I understand that they, all Camp Bow Wows, are using the one dog, one bone. Yes, they, they want to keep a certain standard at in, in continuity amongst the camp because it is a franchise. And so they, they want to step up their game a notch and have a very high-quality product in their facilities. And they've decided to go with the One Dog, One Bone pool. Yeah, it's, I'll tell you, it's a wonderful place. I always feel great when I leave Junior there while we're running errands, and he just plays and, and wrestles with all the dogs. But they are so excited about it. They they told us about it, and they were waiting for the weather to get nice because we've had some interesting weather here in Idaho. And uh, so we ended up with your one dog, one bone, and it's ready to fill with water. We're ready to take pictures and send it to you with Junior. We're really excited, so I can't wait. And well, what I, I love... I got I, a I question now. Okay, but go let ahead. me say one, one thing. This is your mom. Cool. You can go ahead. This is really cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna soak over here with my twizzlers. Go ahead. Yeah, just eat those and be quiet. But there's a there's a drain <laughs> plug that is so brilliant because we are the we have had the blue wading kitty pools and the pain in the neck has always been you don't want to fill too much water because it's so hard to lift and dump the water on the grass so that you can put clean water in and this is so brilliant because you have the little plug in there that is really good that you can just open that up and drain the water yeah it's actually a brass garden hose thread drain that has a garden hose cap on the end of it so it works two different ways is you can actually buy a female adapter and fill the pools from the drain with another hose, of course. And you could, uh, that, that combats, there's a lot of dogs that if they see a, do- a, a, a hose that's running, they'll grab that hose and run off with it. <laughs> uh, a lot of stories I've heard, you know. Yep, so yep. Uh, a lot of like the pit bull type dogs will do that and they, they just think it's a game. Well, it's kind of hard to fill your pool that way. So one way to, to get rid of that is uh, go ahead and hook the hose to the bottom of the pool and they'll have a much harder time uh, doing that. However, they probably would bite through it. So you better get a strong hose. And then the <laughs> other thing is, is you can actually hook the hose to the bottom of the pool, put the cap at the end of the hose, put the end of the hose to a specific location. You would like to drain the pool at a later time. This works great for balconies and terraces at apartment complexes that you just don't want to just open up the drain right there on your, your, uh, balcony you'd want to drain it to a specific location or maybe your yard you don't want just a bunch of water in the yard and so you want to drain it to a specific location so you have that hose on there and you put the the cap that comes with the pool on the end of the hose fill up the pool when you're done and you want to drain it you take the hose off the end of the cap drain it there will be some residual you need to dump out but it's not much and that that makes for a, a cleaner environment and a you know, for draining the pool. And it also, you know, like I said, uh, for the balconies and terraces, stuff like that. I know that uh, I, I have a lot of clients in New York, and I'll be honest with you, I think they're buying them for themselves, for their, uh, you know, housetop little uh, pool parties. So <laughs> it, it's pretty interesting. 
I know my labs would create the pool party. They, it's there's no keeping them out. I know Susan has a a lab too, and that's one of the things. Right when they see water, they feel like it, they should be in it. So if you were to give advice to people that are introducing the one dog one bone swimming pool to their pups for the first time, what would you tell them? Oh, it's cool because uh, you know right here in Arizona, I get a chance to deliver some of them in person. And that is such a cool experience to go there and set these pools up and see these dogs. I mean, these dogs, they're excited. They can hardly wait to get in the pool. I mean, it, it, it's one of the it, it's one of the neat things about what I do to, to see this and see how excited the dogs are. And, you know, I know they don't know the difference between a, a blue kitty pool and the bone pool, but, you know, uh, it's just really neat to see that. The website, you'll see on the left-hand corner, it shows, Two dogs, and I believe they're both labs, just jumping into the pool simultaneously, side by side, like two like F-16s next to each other. It's an amazing shot that one of my customers grabbed, and it's on the website. So that's how excited dogs can get. So you just might want to step back while this is happening, unless, you know, because you're definitely going to get wet. Yeah. I think it's so much fun. We're going to use our flip video and then we're going to blog about it and we're going to put this online and we're going to take some great pictures. So, hey, Ray, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. This is really great fun. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate the time and I'm looking forward to all the pictures and videos. Perfect. For more information, you can visit their website at onedogonebone.com. And stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we have a surprise in-studio guest. So sit and stay. We'll be right back with more Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbacks and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Travel Tales will be zooming back with more great travel tips right after this. Hey, Love to read, but just never seem to have enough time to sit in one place long enough? For all of us on-the-go people, Audible has the answer. Best-selling audiobooks for your iPod or MP3 player. For Pet Life Radio listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. Choose from hundreds of today's bestsellers, including awesome pet books, such as Bad Dogs Have More Fun by Marley and Me author John Grogan, Love That Cat by Ingrid Newkirk, It's Okay to Miss the Bed on the First Jump, and other life lessons I learned from dogs by Seinfeld's John O'Hurley, and many, many more. To download your free audiobook today, Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash travel tales. T R A V E L T A I L S. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash travel tales for your free audiobook. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. 
So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Attention passengers, we are now approaching our final destination. The weather is sunny and warm. Ocean temperature is a balmy 80 degrees for those of you wishing to doggy paddle. Please exit to the front and see our activities directors, Susan and Nicholas, on your way out. Have a pleasant stay. Welcome back to Pet Life Radio. This is Nicholas Spazlowski along with Susan Sims, your host for Travel Tales. And right before the break, we were just talking about a surprise in-studio via Skype guest that we have the pleasure of bringing back into the show, Miss Lorraine Chittock, who has been traveling all over the world. And now, I believe, Lorraine, you are back in the States. Is that right? I am. I'm in California. Hey, that's my hometown. <laughs> Mind you. Mind you. Oh, really? Everyone's. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, Lorraine, I mean, honestly, we're so happy that you're back in the States. I mean, you you fled Chile with your two African-born hounds and people that haven't been keeping up with your journeys. Uh, What is the website that we can tell them to visit and check out all the wonderful things you've been doing? Well, the easiest way to find it, the easiest spelling is losmutts.com, L-O-S-M-U-T-T-S.com, which is the title of a book that'll be out by the end of this month. Uh, So I'm very excited about that. So once you're on that site, then you can link to all my other sites. That's the easiest way. Yeah, for those people that don't know, Lorraine is absolutely crazy. And I mean that in the most affectionate <laughs> way possible. This woman is the bravest woman that I think I've ever met who traveled all around Africa with one dog to start named Dog Apley and then picked up another big dog, Bruiser. And then you three just packed it around all of Africa and the deserts. And you're going into some really hairy places. That's South true. That's yes. true. Yes, yes. We Well, first we flew back to the States, and after two years in the States, which also has its very risky places, <laughs> then, we traveled, then we traveled south into Central and then South America, and we were down there for four and a half years. Oh, my gosh. And then you were crossing borders and boundaries and going through checkpoints and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting because having two dogs can make things so much easier sometimes because, you know, a lot of people naturally have a bit of a fear of dogs in other countries and states, too. So when they would see these two dog heads <laughs> leaning out over <laughs> outside the window, you know, 
and I'd be coming up to a checkpoint and they'd say, you know, I don't think you really need to stop. Why don't you keep going on? And so I wave and the dogs would, of course, be barking furiously because all these men, of course, have uniforms. And we all know how dogs are about uniforms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I would just I would just breeze through. So it was brilliant. <laughs> well, you also had a it was like a surveillance van, wasn't it? Yes, I had picked up an, an old <laughs> ex-police vehicle when I was in Arizona. It was a great deal. It was owned by a mechanic. The dogs loved it. So that's what we headed down in. I, the periscope was taken out before I bought it. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, it, I know. I know. It was a big disappointment about that. But um but yeah, so it was kind of it was kind of a an interesting vehicle. You know, some people choose to you know travel in RVs and others in these nice you know. But it was very it was very nice because it was quite incognito. You know, anyone would look at the van and they wouldn't suspect that there'd be two dogs and one lone woman in there. So well, I didn't get the kind of reception. You know, it wasn't like oh my goodness, look at that gringo vehicle going down the road. Um, you know, we got. <laughs> We got to kind of like sneak through villages, you know, without, you know, without drawing a huge amount of attention to ourselves. So we could, you know, blend in with the scenery a little bit more than than maybe other travelers. The one question that I have is that a lot of people, you know, they have enough trouble trying to plan a trip across, you know, uh, to the next town, like 45 minutes away or, you know, taking a plane trip, we kind of, you know, make it into something. I know that I've gone through my fair share of stress and worry. How is it that you're in South America, you have no idea kind of, you maybe have an idea like a direction that you're going to go, but it almost seems like you have no idea how you're going to get there. How do you keep your calm or cool or are you even calm or cool during those times? You know, appearances can be deceiving. <laughs> I think to the outside world, I, I am cool and calm. But, you know, in, I mean, we all have fears. And so there's always a part of me that's like, uh-oh, you know, I could break down. And there were times that I did break down. But you just have to take it every step at a time and, you know, kind of like, you know, think, okay, you know, what what is really happening here? You know, um, you know, is it true that this is the most disastrous situation ever to have happened to me in my entire life and I think well no actually it's not it's okay I just need to to focus and do this and that and and a lot of the time that's what kept me going and also having two dogs that were completely dependent on me you know that really makes you hold things together because I don't want to let them down they don't let me down you know they're always there for me you know if if there's a suspicious person that's walking towards us they'll let me know so i have a huge responsibility for them and so they're always foremost in my minds and the times that i did break down in the middle of nowhere you know i always try to provide for them first and then it's like okay you know i need to if i need to leave the van I, you know, it's not possible to take two dogs with me to try and find help. So, you know, provide them with water, make sure the windows are partly open, make sure that there's food down for them. Because, you know, something like that happens, you don't know how long you're going to be gone. You think it might only be 15 minutes, but circumstances don't always come turn out like that. 
so you really have to to look at your dogs as as being something that is so important and that you have to take care of. Well, you have had the adventure. I remember you've been writing for Fighter Friendly Magazine for years, and we we found you, I think, yes. on one of those one of those rare instances, just surfing the web and coming across this brave woman photojournalist that's out there and walking in Africa. We couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe our luck that we found you. And we couldn't believe how, what a fan base you developed over the years and people wanting to know they couldn't wait for the next installment. And you shared so many adventures and so many, you know, very exciting times that only uh, we could dream about. And I wanted to ask, now that you're in the States, it certainly is a lot tamer. How are Dog and Bruiser um, adjusting? Because they're certainly not going leash-free and collar-free now. No. (laughs) No, they're not. I mean, that's always... And I'm sure every day they look at me when I put you know the leashes on them and they're they're like well why are you doing this we don't we don't need this you know actually we want to go in that person's yard over there and you know go see what that cat has you know and (laughs) so it's but you know dogs are adaptable and I think they're far more adaptable than I am in that situation and what's fascinating to me is you know yes in America we do have all these leash laws and it's so interesting and eye-opening to me coming from South America where so many people don't use leads because they have grown up with dogs in a very different way than we have so they trust their dog they know that their dog is going to be right at their heels all the time um, or at least most of the time so you'll see people walking with their dogs down very busy streets and if you think of it as as an older child, that's what dogs do. You know, you once a person gets to a certain age, they're not going to rush out into the street and run in front of a car because they know better. And dogs are very intelligent. You know, they sniff out bombs. They guide uh, blind people. You know, we have given them an incredible amount of duties for them to follow. And so it is this way, too, with just walking down the street, that they they don't necessarily have to have leads in other countries. Now, that is partly because over the years and over the generations, these dogs in other countries have learned from generation to generation how to walk down the street. You know, they, they pick it up from their, their mother. You know, you'll see mothers with you know four little puppies you know do 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 going down the street <laughs> all all happy and of course as a driver you think oh my goodness you know ah, there's you know there's dogs right by the side of the road but in fact you know they're all quite competent and very mature and quite calm about all these cars racing past that doesn't mean to say that you never see animals you know lying dead by the side of the road it does happen but it's partly because there's such an incredible preponderance of dogs in other countries that are loose. Well, Lauren, you must have been listening to our show earlier today because we were just talking about how we were talking about the top vital-friendly beaches, the top 10, and mm-hmm. we did them all based on that they were leash-free and that mm-hmm. the leash-free is what actually creates the harmony on the beach rather than, oh, you know... Absolutely. The leash laws, it's almost like the laws, they create more problems than they, than they helped. I mean, they're there to help, but at the same time, right. it, 
it doesn't. It almost does the opposite in some in right. some cases. Yeah, and I think you're right in that when you say in some cases, because, you know, I guess my, my big point is that it's all depends what the dogs are accustomed to. And yeah, um, I've, you know, we, throughout our travels in South America, we would see hundreds and hundreds of dogs. And here's my two dogs going up to them, interacting with them all the time. No fights. No fights at all. And in four and a half years, I think, let's see, Bruiser's got one little scratch on his nose and Dog has got one small scratch on her face. That's it. Um, and it's, it's because they're allowed to interact freely. Now, that doesn't mean to say that, you know, it isn't possible that there are fights that break out. Sure, fights do break out. But I think what we get so alarmed about in this country is, you know, something starts, you know, people will see, you know, hairs and hackles being raised on their dogs, and they immediately suspect the worst. They think, oh, my goodness, you know, something's about to happen. And if, in fact, if you just let them go, they're fine. They're just, you know, it's just the how how they, you know, perceive the situation. They're like, well, maybe this dog over here is aggressive, maybe not. But then the dogs sniff each other and, and then it's all calm again. You've got so much information that you can actually bring back from all these different dog cultures, you know, that you visited. I think that could really help. And we'd love to get you back on the show because I think that this is a topic that we can continue to wrap around. Right. We've got to, I'd love we to gotta, no, no, this is great. This is, stuff, <laughs> this is the stuff we need to do because, I mean, if we're looking at it just one way, we've got to bring right. in other viewpoints so that we can, you know, broaden the horizons, change some things up. I Absolutely. Mean, it's, it and it's little- like there's a, there's a whole balance going on because some of the things in America are just brilliant. I mean, the, oh my goodness, the medical situation for animals is just you know par excellence but there's other things that are are not quite right and yeah yes we definitely we have to make a balance so that we're bringing in the best of all worlds together for our dogs yeah i agree i agree agree. we're so happy that that you joined us by skype and we want to know how long are you going to be in the states and where are you off to next I am going to be, I'm in the Bay Area right now, and I'm heading up to Oregon, Washington, and then British Columbia in the next couple of months. And I think I'll be in the States until November doing speaking engagements and doing book signings. So please look out for me or email me if you want to know where I'm going to be. Okay, give us that web address one more time. Los Mutts. You know, and again, it's the joining of the Latin and, and the American, Los and Mutz. <laughs> That's perfect. L-O-S-M-U-T-T-S dot com. Correct. All right, Larry. Well, thank you so much. Well, that's it for Travel Tales. And for more information on today's show or just about traveling with Fido, you can pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at Borders, Barnes & Nobles, Hastings, or simply go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. You can check out our blog at blog.fidofriendly.com. Until next time, travel safe and leave no dog behind. This is Nicholas Veslotsky and Susan Sims for Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Feslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.